Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Undying Light. I am Alex and as always, or most of the time, I'm joined tonight with Paul. Hey. So we uh, are going to be finishing up our Tulip series um, with Perseverance of the Saints, but we're going to wait um, today. So we were supposed to have it dropped for you guys, but we dropped the ball. Um so we're gonna yeah, give we you, yeah, we do. We're gonna give you a couple. Uh, we're gonna give you two weeks here because I'm traveling this weekend. Uh, so we're gonna give you a couple weeks of just some light episode, just some topics that kind of have been coming up in the mix, and then uh, we're going to uh, get back in, finish that series, and then Paul and I have been talking. We got a couple really cool things that we've got planned for what we're gonna do after that. So, uh, I guess without further delay, let's just crack some of these uh, eggs that we've got on the table for us. Um, so, Paul, I got an interesting story that happened to me uh, last night, actually. So, I put a post up on Instagram, and um, as hopefully most of our listeners know, I turned off comments from outside people, mainly for this very reason. And... This uh, lady commented on one of the, it was the video of Justin Peters where he was calling out uh, the Beth Moore. And basically it's where she says that we are, um, that Jesus is not the only begotten son, that we are also begotten children as well. I don't really understand that philosophy, but so I get this DM from this lady and the original comment was kind of seemed like it was just a question about the video. And then at the bottom, she says, I don't know why I can't comment on your post. And at the time, which was yesterday, I was at work getting ready to drive home. So I was like, I'll just answer this when I get home. And most of the time, I, if people DM me, even if they don't follow me, I'll, I'll respond as long as it's not like hate mail. But uh, this, uh, <laughs> I drive 25 minutes home. I get home. Uh, I spent a few minutes with the wife and the kid, and um, I get to my phone maybe about an hour, hour and a half after I seen this po- this message, 
and I had like nine messages from her. Were they book length? And they were just oh yes, yes, they were book length. They were, and more than likely, what I kind of got out of it, it was just a copy and paste method that she probably has, and I think she admitted it in one chat somewhere that she just has this stuff saved because this is how she refutes Calvinism. Fun. So she goes through and just blasts me because apparently, you know, Calvinism is the doctrine of the devil. It's this um, doctrine of devils. Right. Exactly. And just the the whole spiel. I'm going to hell. I'm this work. You know, I'm she this actually judgmental. Told you that? Yeah, I, I think so. In one of the posts or she kind of beat around that bush a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm or I'm trending close trending close to hell or something like that. Uh, and that I have this inflated view of God and that God isn't sovereign and yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. And so I responded quite nicely. In my opinion, I, I thought I was being as compassionate as I could be considering the, um, engagement that she had already presented to me because i could have just i should have just flat out deleted it and not even you know come back about it but uh i said well you know this is the exact reason why i don't allow comments from people who don't follow me on my page and then i started going into how you know my doctrine isn't of the devil it's based on scripture and i walked her through you know how i know i'm saved because she questioned my salvation and so i you know went through Romans 10, I went through Ephesians 1 and 2, I went back to John 6, 7, 10, um, I went through Matthew, I, you know, I just just gave her a big just unloading of scripture to show that my salvation comes from the Lord and it is not of me, which is kind of, you know, which is the premise of what some of the doctrines of Calvinism, and because uh, it's all, we give glory to God and it is not on our doing. So an evening long worth of conversation ensues. And <clears throat> I, I just kept asking this, this very simple question. Is God sovereign? I mean, it's a yes or no question, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not this, well, what's your definition? She kept asking, what's my definition of sovereign over and over again. Well, yeah, that's, and, that's what they get wrong. They don't think that sovereign right. actually means sovereign. Like right. Bill Johnson, he says God, God is God is sovereign, but He's not in control. Right, and and that's what I was trying to get at with her is that God is in control over everything, and so then she twists that and she thinks that uh, because I think God's sovereign, that now God is now the author of sin. Yeah, well, we've already talked about that. Yeah, so come to find out, because she started spamming me YouTube videos, she's a latent follow latent flowers follower Leighton followers flower yeah something like that <laughs> that that guy's a champion and it was just it was like eight videos right in a row of like how he just demolishes calvinism i'm like all yeah, right you know and we've i've been down this road her, uh, his debate with with james white i, I did oh, she didn't cool. watch it she didn't care to watch no, it of course not because, you know, all of the people that I follow were, were all satanic worshipers and stuff like that. Oh. So, um, and I, and I kept asking her this question, is God sovereign? Because she just could not answer the question. 
at one point I got a dictionary uh, picture uh, or Wikipedia. Actually, it was Wikipedia. And I'm like, no, is God sovereign? It's a yes or no question. Wait, who, who did the, the Wikipedia thing? She did. She oh, sent okay. me the Wikipedia. If, if you would have done what, that, I would have told you that I'm disappointed in your scholarship. <laughs> if I did that, I would hope you would quit the podcast and <laughs> not be my friend anymore. But it was just this long ensuing conversation about this. And I could not get a straight answer from her. And that was disappointing. And um, and she just kept sending me these stupid flowers videos and and so i went and that's what i i pulled like three or four james white videos i had the one of him um uh well debating i don't know flowers. i don't know if answering people that send you a bunch of videos with more videos with is a video actually yeah. edifying or it's going to get you anywhere it didn't honestly because and, and i and, and i only did it kind of in a sarcastic manner if you would because i just kept i kept text you know, I kept my my stuff to text. I kept it to you know scripture, and and I said, look, I can I can send you videos too. And I sent her you know the handful of videos of white, and I said, this isn't get this isn't going to get us anywhere. You know, I, I said we need to have a conversation based on your understanding of scripture. What was her response to John six? She couldn't answer it. Oh, it was uh, uh Calvin's have a misunderstanding of. The doctrine of election, the doctrine of predestination, and that predestination and election doesn't mean that God actually chooses uh, us for salvation. It's just that we're chosen, and then she just like couldn't chosen finish to that serve, thought. Right? Yeah, chosen to th- yeah, serve. That's yeah, that's what Lincoln says. Yep. That makes no yeah. sense with John six and Ephesians one, right? And Romans eight and and Romans nine, <laughs> also. In the entire Bible. Yep. <laughs> it's, well, oh, it's you, like <laughs> apostles were chosen to save. I mean, to to mm-hmm. serve, but they were also mm-hmm. chosen mm-hmm. to be saved. You can't really serve in a way that's pleasing to God if you're not saved. Right. Right. And then she throws in the whole Judas thing in John six. Um, was it six seventy? Is that the verse she used? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have and an so eye. Was trying to, to get that. Did I not choose you? Chose you, but one of you is a devil. Yeah, but one of you. Yep. is a devil. So she used that, and so I'm like, "Well, R.C. Sproul's has a good article on that." So I, she's, and I'm like, "But since it's R.C. Sproul, you probably won't care to read it, right?" And she actually just goes, "Oh no, send it to me." So I send it to her, and then what does she do? Well, that's just not correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awkward. I'm like awkward I'm, laugh and sue. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure R.C. Sproul knows a smidge bit more than Flowers does. Well, so, Flowers does have a PhD. I don't. I don't yeah. know if it's a PhD, but he has a doctorate. Yeah, but underwater yeah, basket no, weaving isn't um, R.C. Sproul's <laughs> level of <laughs> intellect. And and look, I mean, Flowers. You know, Flowers claims to be an ex-Calvinist. Yeah, no, you he, know, he, he, he was not. No, he has a complete misunderstanding of what the doctrines of grace really are. Right, and I think you and I have done. A, a very detailed dive and a great granted we're not scholars nope you know we, we we've we don't have you know i'm working on my master's right now you're working on your your uh, bachelor's and you know we are not bible scholars beyond that measure so everything we do is strictly you know from a amateur hour semi amateur academic 
perspective. But I think we've done our due diligence in justifying the doctrines of grace through the Tulip series. I think we've done a good job at that. And a lot of people have really You don't need that. a PhD to understand doctrine. You don't. No, absolutely not. But you you know, but you need a brain. <laughs> yeah, true. And so last night I put up um the the post with Calvin and just that uh all of our you know, everything basically has to be rooted in scripture. And so I went through diligently and I probably grabbed at least a hundred Bible verses to justify Tulip. And maybe not quite a hundred, but a lot. And I went through each letter of, of, of Tulip and I just short noted all the Bible verses that touch on that topic. You know, and I said this is exactly why Calvinism is rooted in the Bible. Because of all of this is where we get our doctrine from. Did she answer and with Ezekiel 18 all the time? Uh, she never actually touched anything in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 18 so is said, like the Armenian cave. Is there, yeah. Yeah, shockingly, she didn't go there. But I sent that to her this morning or this evening because she started chiming in again this afternoon on me. And I sent that to her and she never answered any of the questions about it and then she just kept going on and on about um she just she actually started sending me uh scripture but now this is scripture that is in support of man's free will and i'm just like you're you're cherry picking you know you're proof texting scripture out of context you have no foundation to what you're trying to say but you're trying to tell me that you have free will and the kicker, she believes we can lose our salvation. That's a dangerous. Yep. But let's leave and that for I, for the episode on perseverance. Yep. So we'll touch on that at that point because that's a huge topic. It seems to be quite prevalent, I think, in today's church. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the nail in the coffin. And after that, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm done. I mean, I, I just... I've given you enough ammunition to, you know, go through all this. I've tried to be cordial. I've, you know. Well, we spoke with this on, on the round table three or four, was it? With Nick. Yeah. On yep. when to stop. Yep. Yeah, so exactly. If, if you're not getting anywhere and if, if the person is just blocked in their belief, just stop. Yeah. And that's exactly what it boiled down to. And, you know, my heart goes out to her because I feel like she's just she's she's a smart girl and she has she has a lot of knowledge, but it's just not rooted correctly in the right way. I mean, she blindly follows flowers and I mean, almost to kind of like a dangerous level, if you would, because like everything she had was from his website or his YouTube channel. Oh, and I was a little taken back by that. And so I was kind of like. Yeah, so I prayed about it and I chatted with her a little more tonight, but it just it, the attacks were more heavy and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm I bowed out and I'm like, you've you put so much focus on man centered theology. And I'm like, this just isn't oh, that was my bottle popping. <laughs> we're you know, we're just not gonna get anywhere with this. So I bowed out and I'm just gonna let her if she wants to keep spamming me, it may come down to me blocking her. Um but uh so yeah. Uh, 
what do we got here tonight? So that was my epic story of disastrous. So we're going to chat Well, I broke my some... car today, so that's even more disastrous. Man, we are just killing it today. Yeah, yeah I seen that picture. It was, uh, it was yeah, quite tragic. Just a trim piece. It still works, but... Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got some questions. So we're going to kind of do a, a light Q&A. We didn't really send this out to anybody, but uh, we do have some questions that we have um, from somebody. And uh, so that's kind of what we're going to do. Should we for, name her? Because uh, I think uh, she is getting an episode, right? She will get an episode. I just got to talk her into it. Oh, so cool. <laughs> She's a little shy, oh. um, so, I think. But uh, so we have a... Um, you know, the, the desire to grow this uh, ministry. And so we decided to create a, a Patreon page. And um, some of you have been gracious enough to jump on board and support this ministry. Uh, in one shape or another, we've had plenty of people offering support in all sorts of fashions. And all of you have been a huge blessing to us. Um, but one person decided to go above and beyond and uh, help us tremendously. And that is, uh, her name is Veronica. And we are going to try to get her on for, you know, either a uh, topic of her choosing or um, something. And we'll get her on as a guest um, probably maybe early August since, well, we're at the end of July. So, yeah, probably middle of August. Cool. But uh, She's an amazing artist, by the way. She is a fantastic artist. So you can catch her at uh, VMC underscore artist. And uh, that is her instagram handle she does some great job so she's got some questions for us and we're gonna pick through these tonight and see what we get so paul what is the trinity in probably the most simplest terms because it seems like there's a lot of misconceptions about that what is the trinity alex in the most simplest terms (laughs) (laughs) well it's definitely not a pretzel as a lot of people like to claim Oh, it's not an easy subject. Um, it is not. It's a very deep. It's probably a whole episode series, if you would. Um, you know, the doctrine of the Trinity is. No, well, I, I started reading White's book on it, the Forgotten yeah. Trinity. I got into around uh, one quarter of the book, and then I had to start other books, so I, I had to drop it. And I don't know when I'll be taking it back again, but I kind of learned a bit. Mm-hmm. It is a very complex subject, but I wanna I wanna hear your thoughts on it on how to simply explain it, if you if you can even do that, and then I'll give you my take on it, because <laughs> this is like the I don't know the holiest ground that you could tread upon. This is, and I I definitely am fearful for not wanting to slip into heresy because I feel like the wrong word. Yeah, it's it's to... walking a really really tiny thin thread. Yeah, if not smaller than that. Um, and, you know, shockingly, I had this thought prior to this question being asked over the weekend um, about the the relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we speak of the Trinity, we speak of God and three separate persons all acting in one essence. They are all, they all have the same collective will but they are all three distinct persons. And so I was thinking of like, how does this kind of like, 
if you were to like lay this out, how can you really explain this to somebody? Because uh, I had just finished uh, doing theology with the uh, with the reformers. I had to look at the rest of the title, <laughs> and they actually had a subject on um, the Trinity in there. And it was actually a really good good book um, for other reasons, but uh, you know, I was thinking it's like okay, so in John sixteen. Jesus is talking to his disciples that he's going to give them a helper and that this helper will, you know, give them the truth and reveal to them the truth, you know, more truth. Uh, Because at that moment, there were things that they could not handle because Christ hadn't died yet. He hasn't resurrected yet. So there are still a lot of things that they have yet to witness. So, My, you know, if you were looking at kind of like this chain, the Holy Spirit was given to the disciples as the disciples went out into the world to proclaim the gospel. And the Holy Spirit unveiled truth to them to write down their letters to the churches. And the Holy Spirit gathered, got its truth from Christ and Christ gets his truth from the Father. So there's this continuous flow from the Father down to the Holy Spirit, but it's all one will. And neither one goes outside of that will. They don't, they don't act in a separate manner. They are all collectively one will. And I think without really diving into some just absolutely mind-bending theology, it's probably about as simple as I can make it. Does Christ have one will or two? Uh, see, now you're going to get into some, some hairy water here because this was an early heresy from the church. Nestorianism. On whether, yeah, whether Christ Actually, had, it was called monothelitism. Yes. That's a word I can't pronounce. <laughs> I think, Not I yet think at the, least. The, the word thelitism yeah. is derived from a Greek word for the will, which I, I really don't know, so I'm not going to invent something. And mono is obviously one. One, yeah. So some people argued that Christ only had one will. I think Pope, was it, was it Pope uh, Gregory the Great? That he thought that Christ had one will. So he, he was mm-hmm. a heretic. A heretical Pope. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that. that's as far Shocking. as the papal infallibility doctrine goes. Yeah. So, well, that's, <laughs> that's uh, something else apart from the Trinity. It's not completely a part, of course, but it's um, other waters. So I agree with your definition of it. The shortest way I could put it, I, I, I just quote James White from his book, uh, The Trinity explained uh, like this. In the one being of God, there eternally exists uh, co-equally and co-eternally three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as Alex well said, they all share one will, uh, the same essence, the same being, but they are different persons. Mm-hmm. They're not three beings. That that would be tritheism. And they're not, uh, it's not Unitarianism, which is one being and one person, which would be Islam, uh, Unitarian Pentecostalism. And I don't know what else is. Oh, um, <clears throat> Jehovah's Witnesses also, which is modern Arianism. And I don't know if that's as far as I'm willing to go now because I'm, I'm really rusty on this. So... That would be my take on the Trinity. Yeah. And uh, as you said with the wills, 
that plays a lot into our episode of Limited Atonement, which I, I used as a basis of uh, a teaching series by Albert Martin. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> if you reject Limited Atonement, you don't have unity in the Trinity in, re- in regard to the redemptive act of God. You have the Father decreeing the salvation of some, the Son redeeming everyone, even outside from the will of the Father, and then the Spirit attempting to <clears throat> to regenerate or grant grace to everyone that hears the gospel. So you have a, a divided trinity. You you literally shatter it into pieces. You can't do that. Yep. And for more on that, go back to our limited atonement episode. Because I think we I think you dove really deep into that for quite a few minutes. So that's a good topic. Yeah, the Trinity, it's just it's an amazing topic and i think there is a lot of misconceptions with it um i also love white's book title because it yeah the trinity it really has been forgotten lately Mm -hmm. yeah like either all the attention goes to christ or uh to take the charismatic pentecostal movement they have a an obsession with a heterodox heterodox image of the holy spirit which is not uh the Holy Spirit is not glitter or angel feathers. Yeah, yeah, it's not gold dust flying from the he rafters. Focus, he he makes us to focus on Christ and right. sanctify us to His image. And God the Father has basically been forgotten in pretty much a lot, apart from right. uh, Reformed theology, which which focuses a lot on the doctrine of God, theology yep. proper. How can you have? A complete theological system and forget the most important basis for it all, which is God the Father. And that's that's what's so important about Reformed theology, that we we start with uh, a solid biblical doctrine of God as he has defined himself in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then you look at everything else in the Bible from that light. You don't look at at the whole rest of uh, Revelation by through the eyes of man you look at it through through the light by the light of the doctrine of god not by the light of anthropology that's my my grain of sand yeah it's it's brilliant i think maybe sometime we should tackle this but very carefully um yeah read a lot first yeah maybe when we have our phds we'll uh We'll give it give it 40 bit. years <laughs> if the, yeah if we can make this podcast go 40 years man we killing it all right so next question and this is kind of a lengthy one so it says if someone argues that false teachers are not actually false teachers because they have not flat out denied christ or god <clears throat> how can they really be false teachers Especially if beloved do not believe every spirit, but test spirits to see if they are from God. But many false teachers have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now is in the world already. And then First John 4, 1-4, that if they confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, they... Uh, are really false teachers or just do a terrible job of their theology. So basically the premise is, is how can we deny or how can we call somebody a false teacher if they don't deny 
Christ or God? It's a good question. Yeah, but the I don't think the text is the clearest one to assert uh, yeah. such a statement because that First John four, uh, one through four, touches heavily on Gnosticism. Yeah, and the Gnostics had Gnosticism means uh, it was like a, a a movement of knowledge, higher knowledge that you had to unlock yeah. somehow. That's what Gnostic means. It means uh, someone who knows yeah, secret secret knowledge yeah like an, an illuminated person that you have to tap into in order to get this knowledge that no one else could yeah and gnostics think... believed in something called docetism docetism is the the doctrine or the belief that everything material is inherently bad and everything non-material or spiritual is good so jesus who is god and the Gnostics understood that, but they they couldn't understand that he was also man. You can't have, in a docetic um, worldview, you can't have matter and spiritual both being good. So if God is good, according to Gnostics, then he could not possibly come in the flesh. Because yep. that, that would be a contradiction in essence in God himself. Right. I think a better text would probably be Second Peter two, where yeah, just the but, first few verses. But I'm, I'm thinking about better. this though. What um, denying Christ is not simply outright and vocally rejecting him, right? Denying Christ is also living in a way that is not pleasing He's, to him constantly. Right, uh, having beliefs that are contrary to the biblical doctrine of Christ. Yep. And just falling into heresy and not seeing it and continue in it. I mean, having good doctrine is a good work. Yeah. It's a fruit of, of salvation. It's it's not simply a part of your intellect or mm-hmm. something that you come to on your own. So if if someone like Benny Hinn, for example, who we were talking about before starting the the episode. Yeah. Benny Hinn once claimed, I, I know that he, re, he he repented of this publicly. He once said that the Trinity is actually nine persons. That Christ yeah. is three in himself, the Holy Spirit is three in himself, and God the Father is three in himself. So there's actually nine persons in the Trinity, which would not be a Trinity anymore. It would be like a nonini. Yeah. So that that's heresy. Right. And that's, that's denying Christ, because you don't have the true Christ. A Mormon who, who 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 believes that God the Father had sexual sexual intercourse with Mary, and and out of there came Christ. That's denying Christ and denying right. God. Uh, a Jehovah's Witness, well, they obviously deny the real Christ because they think right. he's Michael the Archangel. Mm-hmm. Even and Catholics do because the the Jesus of Roman Catholicism is someone who can't save to the uttermost, like Hebrews right. seven says. So they they don't have a true Christ either. Right. So this is kind of an interesting question because you can still label somebody a false teacher even if they claim kind to of believe. Preach, yeah. Well, yeah. they they wouldn't be false teachers if they don't claim to believe. Right. Yeah, I mean it's I think you walk an interesting line cuz I mean you've got Okay, so let me ask you this. What would your definition between just a false teacher and then a heretical teacher be? I mean, I got my answer, but I want yours. The difference between a false teacher and a heretical teacher? Yeah. 
Or would you say they're the same thing? I would say that they're they're basically the same thing, but a false teacher could also be someone who preaches a very precise doctrine, mm-hmm. but lives in uh, heinous sin. Like I hate to say this, uh, R.C. Sproul's son. Yep, he has great theology. He, he has some great books, great um, uh, lectures on on conferences, but he. He lives a rampant lifestyle. He was caught with with his children, um, DUI, mm-hmm. small children. Um, he publicly confessed that he went into what's that website called? Madison's. It, it's something with Madison. Oh, Ashley, Ashley Madison. That yeah, yeah. It's to get um, escorts. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a secret cheating site. Yeah. So you can yeah. There was a big blowout a few years ago on it. He repented of that also, but. Yeah. Um, then he was caught in in, in DUI, uh, doing alcohol. So uh, yeah. he lives a sinful life, and he has right. great doctrine. So would you classify? Obviously, the low hanging fruit, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes. Would you say they're just false teachers, or would you say they're heretical teachers? Both. Or, or both. I think yeah. one is included in the other. You can't be a I false so. teacher if you're not a heretic That's in some way. You can't be heretical in in your lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I would even say that people who have sound doctrine. Who's that um, Art? Uh, Art Azurdia? Yeah, him. I mean, he had great theology and then cheated on his wife twice. He repented though, right? Yeah, but uh, he stepped away from ministry. Yeah, uh, actually, I think he was, ki- he was kicked. Well, that's part of true repentance if you fall into that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he stepped away. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody out there who knows. I think he did step away. I know he's not preaching now, but I don't know if he was forced out or if he stepped away. But no, the guy nice. had great theology, yeah. but he was and he was passionate. But here's the thing: you can't preach at the pulpit and then live a sinful life and still, you know. I mean, you're you're just you're not in my eyes. You're still a goat. You can, you know, you can know all all the things about theology that you want. You can preach them all in a wonderful way, and in an elegant way, and you can draw the crowds. But if you don't know who Christ actually is in your heart, that's a really that's a really tough position to be in. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's not saved or they're not saved, um, but that makes you really question because they know us by our fruit. And if our fruit is demonstrating that we're still living for the flesh, where does that get us? Yeah, it's still a touchy subject because what if we draw the parallel, and it would be a valid one, with David? Yeah. He did exactly the same thing. Yeah. He didn't cheat on his wife because he he didn't have one, but he he fornicated with uh, with Bathsheba, and he killed Uriah. Yep. And David and then, wasn't a heretic, right? So I mean, there's that's an interesting topic to get into. Is is you know where can we draw the line? I think, in my opinion, if you are caught, it doesn't matter what this. I mean, if I think if you're caught in certain sins, um, and you're a pastor, you should be. You should if you if you are truly repentant, you should step down. Yep. From your pulpit 
I know a pastor here. I mean, I don't know the pastor, but I know someone who was under that pastor. He he was from Pentecostal Methodist. Mm-hmm. A mess. I mean, yeah. Methodism in itself is a mess. Yeah. And the, that pastor was, he, he abused um, women in his church. Mm. And he abused uh, a friend of mine's daughter. And she was not the only one. He, yeah. he did that to about uh, five, six women over a lengthy period of time. And he didn't step down. So That's... a big group formed and they went to the, to the bishop. Um, and this took months. Yeah. And the guy finally, he, he was forced to step down. And he's, I don't know if they're, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's on trial. Like hmm. in, in courts, not not wow. even in church. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, he, he didn't step down. Yeah. We had an issue with a gentleman a few years ago. He was a big um, evangelist, and he traveled around. I don't know if I'm comfortable saying his name. Um, I When I first started following Christ, I went to one of his preaching crusades if you would and uh come to find out he he did he was kind of in that same boat but he was uh he would always use that god wants us to be together move to get in to bed with you know the girls he meets on his trips and uh he uh he the the numbers were quite high you know they were in the you know, twenties and thirties, fifties or whatever amount of women that he'd slept with over the course of a few years. And, uh, he got ousted by somebody who, um, claimed that he kept, you know, sending inappropriate pictures and that to him. And, uh, his church forced him to step down from that ministry. And then basically he had to go through like an elderly counseling cause he was still young. He's younger. He's probably younger than you. And, he went through, you know, three or four months of that and then decided, I don't need this anymore and decided to quit his father because it was his father's church, quit his church and then start his own ministry. And now he's back at doing, you know, the, the crusade again. What's he's his married name? Clayton Jennings. Oh, I don't know him. I'm going to look yeah, into that, though. Yeah, he's a big. He was, yeah, it sounds familiar. He was a big. Uh, Clayton Jennings. Is he yeah, like a blonde Hawaiian looking guy? Yeah, kind of big and buff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Yeah. I, and like I said, I... I, I think follow... I spoke with him on Instagram. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure once. I took a picture with him once. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll, admit, yeah, I'll admit that. Back I, I'm going was... to have to leave this podcast, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'll have a picture of Joel Osteen, so... I, re- I repented <laughs> of that sin, so... Yeah, that's terrible. So. You had a picture of, of Joel Osteen? No. No, 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 no. You took a Just, picture with Joel Osteen? No, 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 no. Don't oh. put... No, 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 no. Let's not okay, spread that okay. lie. <laughs> let's let's leave that one I to... Would, uh, I would permanently blur my face with pixels if that happened. <laughs> I would imprint Joel's face onto my face. So it's Joel with Joel. <laughs> Add a Joel Osteen... Uh, uh, um, you know conference or whatever you want to call them so uh, ted talk yeah ted talk yeah it's a good way to to set that so uh all right so guys uh, we touched base on a couple of topics um and uh, a couple of questions 
and so we were sorry that we didn't hit back with this uh with the perseverance of the saints but that's coming back here quick um so we're gonna go ahead and just finish up tonight it's been a short episode and uh, just kind of a casual banter if you would um so paul anything you want to add before we cut the listeners free listeners free listeners man speak english yeah speak english dude <laughs> um yeah i want to come back with the hermeneutic series this week and we really need to get that perseverance of the saints going and also this q a is going to have a second part yep i don't know yep. if it's going to follow this very episode or come uh one after it um so that will be it for me yep so they can follow us on instagram they can follow the podcast undying.light they can follow you, Paul, at reform.retch, and I am reform underscore lifestyle. So that is that, guys. If you have any questions, feel free to hit us up in the DMs. Follow, follow us on Nick on Crisis yes. Secure. Yeah, he's he's taking a break to gather more knowledge. I don't know how he can possibly do that. Um, he has I, a very a very big um, hard drive in his head. I think he's like plugged into like a mainframe somewhere, kind of really? like the Matrix. Oh, you know, he just goes cool. in and you know plugs in, and then he Super gets all this information. Yeah, I mean, because he maybe he's the source of the Matrix. I he is the Matrix. I mean, it's ridiculous. Every day that guy has some th- some like cr- really complex. Yeah, I'm, know, I'm actually afraid to argue against him. You can't win. <laughs> Like I could argue a topic he knows nothing about, and I will still lose. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that I'm uh, that I converted to the um, pedo Baptist view, just so I can <laughs> debate him and lose miserably. <laughs> he he would crush you in like four four words. Yeah, I could crush myself on that honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Nick is uh, yeah, go follow Christ as a cure. He's, uh, he's he's a really nice guy. He's very smart, and uh, we're legend. blessed to yeah yeah a legend. And we're blessed to run the round table with him. So so that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, we thank you for uh, checking us out this week. Follow us on all major podcast platforms. Hit us up on the Apple one. Yeah, and give and- us feedback on the volume because we've been having issues with that. Yeah, we're testing a new software too tonight, so that could potentially correct some of the issues. So let us know your comments. Send us some DMs. We had some people give us feedback last time. That was really helpful. And uh, we're, we're just testing everything. I don't know why. Yeah, or, got or kind even of... if we're being super lame or boring. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up, man. If you don't like the content, tell us to spice it up. I know we're not funny, but. Um, Sprinkle some latent flowers on there. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, we'll offer the apostle certificate again, so to make people more enticed to listen. That's so, a good idea. That is a good idea. We could even uh, have a pope, uh, a pope ring. Ah, they could come kiss my pope ring <laughs> <laughs> to give it out. Anyone who wins can go sit on the Vatican and and just blurt stuff ex cathedra and make new doctrine. <laughs> I mean, because that's about what the Vatican's doing nowadays, anyways. Pretty much, you know, changing the Lord's uh, Lord's Prayer and you know whatever they decide to, this week, the heresy it, is going to be erasing hell. Yeah, yeah. The Pope we, actually know what? did that. Yeah, you can't get to heaven anymore, so you're going to go to purgatory this week, guys. 
even though that's an older known doctrine, but it's like, it's not even in the Bible. Why do you guys have this? Uh, okay. I, I recommend a, a debate between uh, James White and what was his name? Peter Stravinskis. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> on purgatory. Um, White's opponent literally gets angry in the debate because people just <laughs> laugh and they just get shocked with White's waterproof argumentation. And the, the, the Catholic has nowhere to go. And he... Yeah. I mean, just looking at, at, at the debate is sad because the Catholic is so smug. Even the way he sits and talks and, and, and he thinks that, that he's a know-it-all. Yeah. And White just takes him to school, honestly. It's yeah, a, it's a good debate. To, I'm going to have to watch that tomorrow at work now. So, All right, guys. So uh, thanks for hanging out. Again, feedback. Let us know. Give us comments. Tag us in your posts. Share the content. Do everything that uh, you guys normally do. Keep up the love. We love you. Thanks for listening. And until next week, God bless. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.